Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Pool Guys Show. Today I'm going to be talking about why your salt cell may not be producing chlorine in your pool. Today's episode is brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. The podcast is also brought to you by Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that gets heavy debris off the bottom of the pool. If you do pool service for a living, this is a great way to speed up your day out there on your route. You can learn more about the Riptide vacuum at www.riptidevac.com. So in this episode, I'm going to cover some of the common problems you're going to run into with your saltwater pool, saltwater generator, saltwater system, however you want to refer to it as. Basically, the salt system uh, generates chlorine for your pool. So a saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. It just um, adds the chlorine to the water in a different way than manually pouring it in from a, a gallon jug. So one of the um, first things when you have a salt system, let's say you purchase a house and it has a saltwater pool, and you see the panel, and it's, it could be kind of confusing of what exactly it is. Or if you're doing pool service, um, you may not be familiar with the saltwater systems in your area. So I'm fortunate to have... Um, about 40 saltwater pools on my route. They're very popular in my area. The builders put them in just about every account they construct. I've also had a saltwater pool in my house uh, for the last 14 years. So I'm really familiar with the salt systems. So basically the number one issue you're going to have, and it's a very common problem, is that the salt system is not producing chlorine. And there could be a number of reasons why this happens. The most obvious is that the system is not uh, functioning properly and so basically you want to check out your system in my area uh, for simplicity I'm just going to focus on the two main salt systems that I have in my area which is the Pentair Intellichlor and the Hayward Aquarite system and these are the two most popular systems I think probably um, nationwide also you'll find these in most of the regions and then of course I have some generic ones I have some of the Pentair Iclors on my route now and I have a Jandy True Clear salt system at my pool so I'm familiar with all the different brands also. They all work on the same premise, um, but the um, power center or the errors that you're going to see may be a little bit different system to system. So I'll just go over the errors in general, and that way you can apply it to your particular system. So for the, the uh, salt water generator to produce chlorine in your pool, there has to be a consistent salt level in the pool itself. So most systems will generate chlorine at 3,000 parts per million, which means that you have to have enough salt in your water to reach the level of 3,000 parts per million. That may sound like a lot of salt, but it really is not. You shouldn't even be able to taste that salt in, in the pool. So to get to 3,000 parts per million, you have to add salt to the water if it is lower than that amount. Now, this becomes a problem with a lot of systems. A lot of them don't have salinity readings built into the system. And the ones that do could give you a false salinity reading if the salt cell is old or if the salt cell has a lot of calcium buildup. So you can't generally rely on the system itself. So 
I suggest if you have a saltwater pool or if you do pool service that you get a good digital salt meter. And you can find some on Amazon for as low as $30. I prefer um, the name brands, um, Hawk, H-A-C-H. Uh, they make one that's really good, a salinity meter that I use on my route. And I also have the Lamote uh, version. I can never pronounce that company's name correctly, Lamotte, Lamote. Um, and I use their salt meter also. I have, I have both of them on my truck. And I also keep salinity test strips um, as a backup in case I can't, the meters aren't working, but I've never had two meters fail. So, But it's a good idea to have the uh, salt test strips also. And they work fairly good. You can get a good reading with them. You just got to follow the directions carefully because they're time sensitive when you put them in the water. And the reading will only be accurate for a specific amount of time. So uh, that's the drawback with the strips. So I like the digital meters. So the first step if your salt system is not working or if you do pool service and you're on an account where the salt system is not working is to check the salt level. So I'll put my meat, I'll get the sample of water, put my meter in there, and it'll give me the reading of the salt. And I find that the digital meters are highly accurate. There's no interference really with them unless they're not calibrated, but um, they're really, really effective and they don't get out of calibration very often. And usually I'll, I'll store my meter with some tap water and I'll test it with the tap water once in a while to make sure that it's still calibrated. And the tap water is going to read uh, zero or close to zero parts per million. Um, so, so you test the water to make sure there's enough salt in the water. So if you do test the water and you notice that it's low in salt, it's coming in at you know 2,000 parts per million, you'll have to add salt to bring it up to 3,000 parts per million. And the bag of salts come in 40-pound bags. You'll get the pool salt at Costco, Home Depot, or at your uh, wholesale pool supplier. And on the back of the bag, there's a chart that shows you how much salt to add to bring your pool up to a certain parts per million. So you have to know your pool size also. So um, if you have a 20,000-gallon pool, you look on the back of the bag, you'll see your salt level at 2,000. You want to bring it to 3,000, and you'll add X amount of bags. And then that's how you bring the salt level up. And it could be higher than 3,000. It could be as high as 3,200, 3,300. It's not going to affect the pool by much. You don't want to add too much salt, though, because if you have over you know, a certain amount, 4,200, 5,000 parts per million, most salt systems will not produce salt. It'll be too high for the systems to work. Um, there's some salt systems that require a lot of salinity or salt in the pool, but the major brand ones, the Hayward Aquarite, can actually run as low as 2,600 parts per million. So uh, that's one of the benefits of that one. And the Pentair ones need about 3,000 parts per million to activate. They can run with 2,800 parts per million also, but... Um, 3,000 is pretty much standard for all the salt generators across the board. Okay, so let's say that you brought your salt level up to 3,000 parts per million, or it's at 3,000 parts per million to begin with, and it's, your pool's still not producing. So the next thing to check is to see if the salt cell has calci calcium buildup. So you'll take the cell off the plumbing. Um, each cell is a little bit different. And the Pentair and the Hayward one, you can put in a stand, and you can put the acid-water mixture in there. And the uh, water-acid mixture... It's just depending. If you pull the cell off and you notice no calcium buildup in there, do not soak it in acid at all. Uh, you could damage the cell. So again, you look at the cell, look inside there, see if you see any white calcium buildup. It's pretty obvious if the plates have buildup on them or not. If you don't see any calcium buildup, do not soak the cell in acid. You'll damage the plates. You only give the acid bath to the cell if there is calcium buildup. So if there is calcium buildup, you want to soak it in acid. You can use different parts um, parts water to acid ratio uh, 6 to 1 or you can use even as low as 4 to 1 uh, safely in most salt cells. Some require a higher um, acid to water ratio. Just check your manual to see 
what your manufacturer recommends. If you don't like muriatic acid, you can actually do it in vinegar, white vinegar. It takes an overnight soaking and make sure you have your pool off. It doesn't come on without the salt still plumbed in. And you can actually just soak it in white vinegar overnight and it'll take the calcium off also. It just takes a lot longer with uh, straight vinegar versus the muriatic acid, which should take about um, 10 to 20 minutes to get all the calcium off that cell. You don't want to really soak it for more than 25-30 minutes. Um, so sufficiently, it should get it all off within the first uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay, so after you clean your cell, you put it back on and you turn your system on and hopefully all the lights will show that the salt system is producing. If you have a Hayward Aquarite system, you're going to see the power and generating light turn green. That indicates that everything is good. If you have a problem, you're going to see either the check cell or clean cell light flashing on the board. That means that there's something wrong. And it could just be the age of the cell. And I'll go over that in a minute as far as the aging of the cell. If you have a Penta and Telechlor, you're going to see the green lights, uh, the generating light come on there. So green light is usually good on a salt system. Um, generally, that's good. Red lights, yellow lights, anything like that, uh, probably bad. Something's wrong. So let's say that everything's green, and then you run your pool, and the next day you check it, and the chlorine level is showing like one part per million or less. Well, there could be a couple of things causing this also. So the salt, the reason, the... Uh, how the salt generates chlorine is it's got to uh, be active, actively running while your pool is running. So if you're not running your pool long enough, then it's not going to be producing um, chlorine because you don't have enough time for the um, cell to produce the chlorine. And besides not running your pool long enough, if you have a variable speed pump, you may be running it at a too low of an RPM. Um, generally, 1800 RPMs is enough to get the salt flow sensor to activate indicating that there's flow and then it produces chlorine, but if you're at um, 1800 or 2000 RPMs, the turnover rate of the water is a lot slower also, so you have to run it a lot longer to get the same amount of flow as running the standard pump at 3450 RPMs. I don't know if that makes sense, but the variable speed pumps run at a lower speed, therefore it's not going to produce the um, chlorine at a high rate as if it was at a full speed. And also another factor is the actual cell size. So all the cells have ratings on them. So I'm going to use the Pentair and Telechlor as um, just the base here so you get an idea. But check your manufacturer's um, output. So in a 24-hour, if you run your pool 24 hours continuously and you have a IC15 cell on there, which is rated for 15,000 gallons, it will produce 0.6 gallons of chlorine in 24 hours. If you have an IC20, 20,000 gallon pool, that's what it's rated for, it'll produce 0.7 gallons of chlorine, and if you have um, pounds of chlorine, sorry. And if you have an IC40 cell rated for 40,000 gallons, it'll produce 1.4 pounds of chlorine. And the IC60 cell will produce 2 pounds of chlorine in 24 hours. So you get an idea of the cell size, and that's at 100% output. So if you're running your cell at less than 100% output and you have an undersized cell for your pool, let's say you have a um, 20,000 gallon pool and you're using an IC20, which is rated for that, but it, typically they would consider it undersized. You, you would put an IC40 on a 20,000 gallon pool in most cases. Then if you're running your pool 10 hours a day at 100%, you're going to get um, 0.3 or 0.4 pounds of chlorine, which is sufficient. I think uh, to produce a good chlorine level in your pool. 
And so keep in, t keep in mind that runtime, the actual rating on the cell, how, how large is rated for in gallons or liters if you're not in the U.S., and the percentage of output all will um, be a factor in how much salt is produced, I mean how much chlorine is produced with the salt water generator. So with all those factors, getting the salt system to produce the correct amount of chlorine, three to five parts per million, um, takes a little bit of work and a little bit of um, a little bit of knowledge on how salt systems actually operate. So I'm going to give you what I do on my pool route rule of thumb. So when I get a salt system, when I take over a new account and they have a salt system installed there, I'll assess the pool size. And if, let's say, for instance, the pool is 16,000 gallons. Then I'll check to see which particular cell the builder put in. And let's say they put in an IC40, IntelliClor 40. Um, great, that's a good size cell. And then what I will do is I will run the pool for a standard amount of time at full speed. If it's a variable speed pump, I'll make a few adjustments. But if it's a standard speed pump, I'll run it for um, six hours a day. And then I will come back the next week and check the chlorine level of the pool. And if the chlorine level is reading five parts per million or higher, I will adjust the salt production down to um, 80%. And then I'll come back the following week and check it. And I'll adjust, if it's still high, I'll adjust the salt output down to 60%. So that means that every hour that the pool is running at 60%, the salt cell is going to come on um, about 40 minutes during that time. And it's going to be off for 20 minutes, if I do my math correctly. Um, if it's at 50%, it's going to run 30 minutes and be off for 30 minutes. So that's kind of how the percentage works. It'll actually turn the production off during that one hour of runtime to kind of get that percentage uh, of production. So I always start at 100%, and then I dial it down. So if, you have, if you're a homeowner with a salt cell, it's really easy for you because you can go out there every day and check the level of the chlorine. So once you have your salt level at the right amount, the parts per million, turn on your system and put a 100% output and then run it for your normal uh, cycle time, whatever that may be, and then check the chlorine level the next day to see what the output's at. And then you can adjust down or up from there. So it's kind of complicated, but it's actually kind of simple in the same respect. You're basically trying to get the percentage of output, the runtime, and the cell size, or the cell rating size, to kind of match the output of the chlorine for that particular pool. And if it's always on the high side, five parts per million, uh, it's not going to be a problem. It's perfectly safe to swim in. If you can get it down to three parts per million, that's better. But again, it takes some fine-tuning, and it has a lot to do with the runtime of the pool and the cell output. So let me talk a little bit about the cell lifespan. Most of the salt cells out there are rated for 10,000 hours at 100% production. So in order to um, save on replacement cost of the cell, you probably don't want to run it at 100% unless you really have to. And that's if your pool is 20,000 gallons and you have a cell rated for that particular size pool, then you have to run it at 100%. But if you have a 14,000 gallon pool and you have a you know 40,000 gallon salt cell on there, you can probably get away with running it at 20%. And that'll actually give you five times the lifespan of that cell. So I always recommend getting the larger salt cell size for your pool. For instance, my pool is 15,000 gallons, and the true clear salt cell that I have on my pool is rated for 33,000 gallons. So I can run my cell at 50% or less, 
and I'll get 20,000 hours uh, lifespan out of the cell, which will kind of comp uh, offset some of the costs of a salt cell replacement down the road by giving me more time and uh, lowering the cost of that replacement, basically. So the output's kind of important, and a lot of times I'll get to a customer's house that has a salt system, and I notice that sometimes with the Aquarite systems, they'll have the dial turned all the way to zero, so there's no output at all. So it's really important to have some kind of output setting, um, preferably starting at 100 and then dialing it down, and then you get an idea of um, how much a production of salt you're going to need or a production of the generator you're going to need. So let me talk about a few common problems that you may have. When the salt cell starts to get old, you're going to start to get a false reading at the control panel if you have a Hayward Aquarite. So if your cell is near the end of its lifespan, or if the cell is dirty and you check and it says the salt salinity is at 2400 parts per million, chances are that it's not at that level because it's not getting the accurate reading because the cell is actually getting old or maybe dirty. So if the cell is really old and you're not getting an accurate reading, you'll have to replace your cell. And I would not get, uh, advise keep adding salt uh, with an old cell. I've taken over accounts that have the salt level at like five or 6,000 parts per million because they were just adding salt to the pool to get it to produce. And that's not a good solution because when you put the new cell on, it's not going to work because they'll have too much salinity in the water or too much salt in the water. With the Pentair cells, one of the main problems that I find is that um, the fuse blows in the power unit. And this happens a lot because what happens is that um, calcium will build up on the plates. It'll create an arch, and that electricity will cause a power surge, and it'll cause the fuse to blow inside the power unit. And the fuse is very easy to change. It's on the bottom, and you just put a screwdriver in, and you can pull the fuse out and put a new one in. They take 10-amp fuses, and simply replacing the fuse will get the salt system working again. One way to tell if your Pentair IntelliClor um, cell has a blown fuse is that when you turn it on, there will be no lights at all, and that means that the fuse is probably blown. Change that fuse, and everything should come back on. I have a video on my channel how to do that. The Hayward Aquarite, a big problem that I run into is that it has a flow sensor with a really thin wire, and a lot of times this wire gets cut, it gets eaten by rats, they chew on it and break the wire. And so what you're going to see is a solid red uh, light on the flow, meaning that the flow sensor is not working. And chances are the wire has been cut or um, eaten by a, some kind of critter. So I run into that a lot with the Hayward Alkerite systems. The Pentair flow sensor is built directly into the cell. I really like the new um, iClor cell. You can easily swap out the IntelliClor cell with the um, iClor cell and they have a kit. You just buy the whole unit with the kit and you can put the new cell on where the IntelliFlow is. With the Jandy AquaClear, if you have an AquaPure cell, you can actually put the Jandy AquaClear cell right where the AquaPure cell is with a kit um, and also uh, just change the power center and you're good to go with that one. And the Hayward AquaRite, you just would change the cell whenever you need to. I find that the Hayward Aquarite power units last a very long time. Um, since all the electronics are in the power unit, the cell doesn't have any kind of electronics, basically. Uh, just changing the cell every three or four years gets the Hayward system working again. And so to quickly recap, basically if your salt pool is not producing chlorine, you could have these factors. Number one, your pool's not running long enough. Number two, the output is not set high enough to produce chlorine for your particular runtime. 
or cell size or rating. And number three, there could be some calcium buildup in the cell itself, causing um, the pool not to produce chlorine. If the salt cell has calcium buildup, it won't produce any chlorine um, because it's not operating. So you have to take the cell out and clean it. Most systems will tell you when the cell is dirty. The Pentair will flash on the control panel. So will the Hayward AquaWrite. It will also flash. And if your cell is near the end of a 10,000 hour lifespan, it also will probably stop producing. And the Pentair system will let you know when, that's, when the lifespan of the cell is at the end. Also, if the water temperature is too cold, a lot of the salt systems won't work in cold water. I believe 60, anywhere in the 60 degree range, most salt systems will start turning off because they can't conduct, le conduct electricity in the cold water. So that's another reason it may not be working. So in the wintertime, if you have a salt pool and you don't close your pool, you're going to go switch over to liquid chlorine. And I'll mention a couple of things also that if the salt pool is green and you just, you're just trying to get it back to blue, I wouldn't rely on the salt system at all. I would just turn it off and just use liquid chlorine to shock the pool back into shape. Once the pool is blue again, turn on the salt system, and then you can assess if the salt system is actually working correctly. But, yeah, if you're dealing with a green pool with a salt water system, get the, salt, get the pool back to blue again and then address the salt system and troubleshoot it to make sure it's working. And I wouldn't use it for a green pool cleanup. You don't, you're not sure if it's working or not. You would just use liquid chlorine. And it's perfectly safe to use liquid chlorine in the salt water pool. You can also use the dichlor. And I would stay away from the calhypo. Calhypo tends to cause calcium buildup on the salt plates. So it's not a good idea to use calhypo in a salt water pool. And once you have the uh, pool back in shape, go ahead and turn on the salt system and do all the troubleshooting tips to get it working. And then one last thing, you want to make sure that you have a cyanuric acid level or conditioner level in your saltwater pool anywhere from 50 to 80 parts per million. When I first started using saltwater pools, a lot of the builders, one of the selling points was you don't need conditioner in the pool. And for a long time, a lot of us didn't do that, didn't put any conditioner, cyanuric acid in the pools. But when the salt cell failed, um, the pool would turn green within a week. And so you definitely need some kind of conditioner in there because once it stops producing, uh, the sun will burn it off. So definitely have some kind of conditioner level in a saltwater pool. That way um, the chlorine will be protected from the sun when it's not producing. And also if the salt system were to stop, um, you'll have some kind of residual chlorine in there hopefully. And that brings me to the last point is to make sure that you check your salt system weekly at least. If you're a homeowner, you can check it more often. But I would check it weekly to make sure that it's producing because if it's not producing week to week, uh, the pool will turn, in the summertime, the pool will turn green very rapidly. That means there's no chlorine in the pool at all. So it's a good idea to keep an eye on your salt water pool system to make sure that it's producing uh, week to week. And I know that was a lot of information in such a short period of time. And I discovered basically one main issue of the salt system, which is it not producing chlorine. So there are other factors, and I'll probably have to do a follow-up one to go over some other aspects of the salt water system. If you need more resources in your homeowner during your pool, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook available for $9.99 on my website. And I also have a new print, ver print version book available on Amazon, 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 Amazon.com. And you can get that for $19.99. And you can also order it through my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. There's a link there. And I'm excited about the new print version of the book. Everyone's been asking about a print version. And if you do purchase a print version of the book, you also get a free PDF download. 
So you get the best of both worlds. You'll get a printed book to hold in your hands, and you also will get a PDF download to use on your computer. So um, I'll talk more about the print book in a YouTube video, and you can refer to that. Um, and if you do pool service for a living, uh, definitely check out my coaching site, and I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. For $10 a month, you can text me, and for $20 a month, you can call me in real time and also text me. And there's also great benefits that go along with the coaching program. And if you're a homeowner, definitely uh, think about using my coaching program. I have about four or five homeowners on my program right now. And they're using me, they're texting me or calling me with their pool problems. And I'm able to help them in real time with their personal backyard pool. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.